Welcome back to our podcast in Mindsight with your wonderful co-host Yasin and your other wonderful co-host, me, Elias. <laughs> I, I'm praising myself. I, I really am egoistic. <laughs> This episode will probably be about um, luck versus skills and talent versus skills um yeah if we don't deviate again too much but we we will see we will see first of all it's wonderful to have you back guys it's wonderful to have you back yasin how has your week been anything you want to share um yeah <laughs> well right over to you <laughs> right thanks man happy to be here as always um this week well actually given that we are recording this way earlier than normally um there hasn't been much going on so far the week's still pretty young yeah it's been basically Anything half a week <laughs> since the last recording <laughs> right but um yeah my, my brother got a little bit sick and now i got it from him so it's not covid though i just <laughs> want to make it clear it's not covid just i uh, got a little bit sick um And yeah, that's that's pretty much the most exciting thing that has happened this week so far. <laughs> What about you, man? Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. For me, also not that much happened, but um, I finally got a vaccination appointment. Um, nice. On Wednesday, it is. That is tomorrow. <laughs> and I like I signed up yesterday. <laughs> right, in two days in two days yeah yeah i i oh. uh, my skills you know <laughs> now it's like i think it's one of those last minute things there if somebody can't show up for uh for their ah, appointment right. and okay. there are programs online who are able to find out who is offering such last minute appointments and nice i stalked that website for one or two hours and uh, reloaded <laughs> it a bunch of times and i got an appointment and <laughs> great yeah quite happy about that one um cool. yeah <laughs> now now that you are sick are people staring at you <laughs> um no if you're coughing really, or whatever you're doing <laughs> no no not even it's just a, just a little cold like um maybe you can hear from my voice my like how is it called damn it human anatomy mm. uh, <laughs> my wait i actually have to look and it you up wanted to study medicine english. <laughs> yeah now we know why that didn't work out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding Probably. all right so my throat is just a little bit a uh, little bit i don't know sick not working as it should be but that's pretty mm. much it nothing Damn, major i think yeah yeah well gives you more of an asmr voice <laughs> <laughs> right, right yeah because because yeah. that's my goal in life i want to become an asmr artist or asmrist i don't know that's oh, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i guess stay hydrated <laughs> drink in the podcast so it doesn't uh, get worse um Cheers. Yeah, I think, I mean, post-COVID times will be so weird because still everyone will be looking at you when you cough or yeah, for <laughs> or sure. getting used to people not wearing masks. Or it, I mean, like the restriction in, restrictions in Germany are getting um, less, less hard uh, at the moment. And it's so weird to see people sitting in a beer garden or in cafes. It seems like it's almost illegal. <laughs> <laughs> do you <laughs> know that meme of outside. that like space space astronaut thingy from that game who says wait that's illegal <laughs> do you, no, do you I, know i don't that know one? that in particular but <laughs> oh man it just reminds me of that well yeah actually i went to a nearby bigger city to kind of uh shop for some summer clothes because i literally don't have anything <laughs> i just saw people, yeah man, like, the as current you said, temperatures just... you don't even need them because you don't even want to go outside <laughs> yeah right man i have you know I, my my room is like in the uh in the top how's it called uh it's below floor. below the roof 
yeah right be right below the roof and when when it's summer it just gets so incredibly hot in there overnight and i it's 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 crazy i basically have to sleep naked and with like uh the windows open so i can Mm. breathe (laughs) but But again um, you are romanian and other romanians would laugh about you they would call you a german with your heat resistance that you showed it <laughs> right by the way yeah, if you don't probably. get what i'm talking about listen to the beginning of last episode <laughs> yeah right yeah probably probably they would but anyway it's, it's nice to see people walking around and tourists come and just everybody gets ice cream and is happy and enjoys the sun it's great to see i really miss that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, once you're fully vaccinated, you should get back a lot of your rights. It's not, uh, I don't mean that in a um, uh, anti-government COVID uh, conspiracy theory (laughs) way. It's just, yeah, it it is that way. You get back a lot of of rights. (laughs) Or at least uh, you have less restrictions if you want to do something. Uh, in comparison to uh, someone else who hasn't been vaccinated yet. Sure. I mean, they still are able to do that. They just have to invest more time and money into testing and stuff, I suppose. Um, Yeah. By the way, um, other topic, other topic before we get into uh, this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because we wanted to talk about some, some interesting things we came along in our week and stuff. And and I saw the statistic of um, the countries with the fastest internet speeds around the world. And Romania is on spot four (laughs) with about 200 Mbit per second. That's That's true. (laughs) That's crazy. And like Germany is on spot 35 or so. (laughs) I don't know how many, which speed they have, Germany, but... Damn, it's crazy. What did you guys do right that we did wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Romanians really take pride in that, in their internet speed. (laughs) It's like (laughs) an actual cultural thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since I was like, I don't know, 10 years old, it it really was a point of just uh, pride or of patriotic (laughs) (laughs) pride for the country (laughs) because we have good internet connection. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea. I mean, our infrastructure structure is terrible. Our hospitals and schools are terrible. Education, politics is terrible. But the internet is great. <laughs> Apparently, um, I, I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea why and what they did right and why all the other domains seem to kind of be fucked up. But I'm happy that at least we got one thing right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's so crazy. I mean, what you are, what you guys there are getting on average, uh, I I can only dream of. I mean, I have fiber optics here also, but it's (laughs) it's very rare that I get on your average level there. (laughs) It's so crazy. Which countries were on the first three spots, though? Oh, I think it was Norway or something. Like you know, Scandinavia always uh, (laughs) on top when it comes to living quality and stuff. I don't know, those guys up there, they're doing something so much more better than we <laughs> we are yeah. in the rest of the world. Actually, kind of the Scandinavian well, okay, countries I suppose it's, me of... I suppose it's uh, from, for example, Norway. I mean, they are proclaimed as the green country, though <laughs> they are exporting, uh, they're just exporting their oil and are not using it themselves. And the revenue, they are putting it into uh, innovations and electric vehicles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that might be their strategy yeah. where we are failing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, very likely. I mean, the Scandinavian countries kind of remind me of of those people in in class at school who are like really i don't want to sh- say shy just really quiet most of the time mm. but it's amazing while all the other ones were kind of fighting over who's the best and who's the greatest that's how i feel about the scandinavian <laughs> countries oh, they just shut up that, and do the things that brings me to another analogy um do you know that the game uh, it's called risk <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the Scandinavian countries are like the players who are just hoarding their troops over several turns <laughs> yeah. while the others are fighting them, uh, while the others are right. fighting each other. <laughs> and they build up their army yeah. and the others are like <laughs> completely devastated. And then this, those players take over the world yeah. because the others right. are out of resources. <laughs> no, well, I guess I mean, they wouldn't even great. do that. Yeah. They would just be for themselves and yeah, <laughs> chill out. No. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Because cool. they're great internet speed <laughs> and quality of life. Mm. Alrighty. Then yeah. <laughs> this week's episode <laughs> <laughs> is about <laughs> talent and skill and luck and, and yeah. Yeah. It um, is, apparently. <laughs> well, now, uh, let's. What, what do we let's want start, to cover? Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um. What do we want to cover? Wait, well, okay, let's start. Let's start somewhere. So, I'd say, <clears throat> how do you think about this concept of talent, and how important is it to you? Okay, um, for me personally, you mean? Yeah. Okay, talent. Um, talent for me always kind of also has something to do with purpose in life because um yeah. talent is usually if, if you're talented in something you're good at that usually and you enjoy therefore you enjoy doing that thing usually <laughs> right um if it's not uh, your talent you get reduced at, then you probably don't enjoy it if other people just think ah it's just because he has talent and not no none of his personal skill is involved um right. i'm throwing around many many words at the moment that we might want to talk about later still <laughs> skill and talent right. and, yeah and i think if you want to be good at something then or if you want to be very good at something then talent is necessary for that because right um Sure, I, I am a very very much in favor of the thought of everybody can learn everything if they work hard enough. I mean, you would also probably be able to, uh, in a given amount of time, <laughs> figure out the stuff I'm learning in physics at the moment. And <laughs> um, no doubt, no doubt about that. Um, it's just if you're not talented in in that field, then it might take you ten years instead of. Uh, half a semester yeah. or a semester yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and so if you, and and that's like the problem in competition because uh, our lifetimes are like limited and we have to say bye-bye <laughs> at some point in our life and so other people who are talented are will get to the top way quicker than you and they will outperform you way easier so chances for you getting into the i don't know top 0.5 percent or so are very low if you're not talented in that specific field because you're slower in learning and picking up the skills that are needed for it so to right. sum up my point of view talent is i guess for me something that is necessary to be good at to be very good at a thing and might also be necessary for finding your purpose in life or working in uh, a field where you're talented in. Right. <laughs> Interesting. That was there a long a monologue. I don't know what. Yeah, we there to were take a lot of points in there. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll start giving my perspective, and then we can discuss our ideas. So, talent for me. Well, the thing is. When okay, I actually have a quick little anecdote. Um, yeah. When I was younger and learning to play the piano and violin, my teachers always, and no matter who the teachers were, my teachers always used to tell me, "Hey, look, you, you know, your talent's only going to take you so far. At some point, you will have to actually work on your mm. technique and work on your understanding, kind of the bigger picture and all that, because." 
to be quite frank, I didn't spend much time like actually practicing at home. Most of my time was spent <laughs> just improvising and yeah, just improvising and learning random That's songs I heard on the radio. Yeah, side <laughs> reading. Uh, no, I was terrible at that because I only <laughs> played after uh, after my kind of how is it called after my hearing after hearing the songs I could basically play them on the mm. piano oh, so yeah. I didn't need to 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 look at any sheet music and I thought that was cool but my teachers also <laughs> 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 uh, because my sight reading was quite terrible at the beginning and I just didn't like to practice technique mm. and all that and I mean it was kind of obvious that I had a talent for like music stuff but I just didn't spend a whole lot of time and energy uh, actually doing the things that would make me a better piano violin player. And, yo, there comes, there really comes a point, and they were right, there comes a point in kind of your attempt to learn those instruments where you realize, okay, my talent is not enough here. I really need to work my technique, to work my understanding of music and all that. So for me, talent the way I see it is kind of having a head start at mm-hmm. the beginning of whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're talented in, you have a head start because, and that head start may very well be the first 10 years of, of learning or doing that thing. But at some point you're going to hit a wall and at some point you're going to have to put just as much work in as everybody else, if not more. So for me, talent is a nice, nice to have, but not a must-have necessarily. Okay, okay. Um, I more or less agree. <laughs> I don't see talent as a head start, though. I see talent more of an increased velocity <laughs> of getting to your right. goal. And it's talent is very much helping you out in every step of the process, more or less, I think. Um, as an example, um, at at least, okay, I I suppose in piano playing, it might be true what you say, but if you have a talent for sight reading or for, or if you have like a very good talent is like perfect pitch, (laughs) yeah, you might not even have a head start. You might just in general be, the brain might be very much quicker in, um, picking up those musical nuances and stuff that you have to watch out for <laughs> yeah um, for where sure. others are completely uh yeah how how is it called um mmm yeah where others have don't have these access po- access points uh for example <laughs> i'm one of those <laughs> <laughs> okay Perfect i i get pitch what you gang <laughs> well i i don't have that either i i don't actually know anyone who who has it except for like some you know celebrity stars artists, <laughs> youtubers <laughs> two set <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah, are my two sets sure. out there <laughs> 40 hours a day <laughs> exactly ling 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 oh, 40 man. hours no. only Those a very niche a very niche uh amount of people who are listening to this podcast will get what we <laughs> what we're nerding out yeah. about right now <laughs> i i haven't actually watched a video of them in gosh i think over over half a year or something damn their I content really... kind of has quite changed they are now getting more into political kind of debates and stuff about music and stuff for example really? they kind of covered uh um musical conservatory or something in uh, australia which uh, okay. has been ra- um, raising its tuition fee quite substantially over the past few years and there have been student protests and some things uh, have not been going on nice there and they covered that one a bit oh, uh, okay, to give yeah. it more attention yeah, I see that. <laughs> oh that's interesting that's yeah. interesting how they change up the content. Oh, I see. I, I actually find it quite nice when people generally, that don't, doesn't have to be YouTubers, use kind of their reach and, and mm. celebrity status almost to discuss important topics, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, rather but than that can go also very wrong with <laughs> Logan Paul. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the example I wanted today <laughs> um, uh, of of someone who didn't do well in that regard. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it after the podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah, seems like really interesting. Roasting music industry and stuff too, and where <laughs> I think that's very important <laughs> that's to bring light upon these um, these topics where that are usually not paid much attention to. Like, yeah, for example, tuition sure. fees that are fifty thousand dollars a year. What the f uh, a semester? I think even what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's it's right. crazy. I think it's even more even more than like in at harvard or princeton yeah, or whatever so, oh man you you have actually uh, like also like half a year ago i considered applying to king's college london mm -hmm. um just because i want to study abroad for some reason <laughs> but when i saw the tuition fees for international students and given the brexit uh, they of course were raised quite substantially oh, yeah. um they were also like 30k a year and I was like, okay, I could study here in Munich, for example, which is, you know, isn't uh, that far from my family. It's an amazing university, mm -hmm. has, you know, uh, great resources and all that. And I can basically study for free. Yeah. Or I can go to, to England and pay 30k in student loans per year. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Damn, dude. Yeah, just just become an exchange student because then you don't have yeah. to pay anything. And you just have to pay the stuff at your home university. But to be fair, I think the rents in Munich make up for the tuition fee. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. Yeah, for the tuition fee that you say. But well, <laughs> back on back on track. Back on we track. We were talking, talking about uh, talents, um, and you were considering it more as a head start. I was considering more as yeah. um, a constant uh, factor that's added to your efforts. Like, okay, you, yeah, yeah, you can can basically see it as I don't know a formula: output equals uh, effort times time or something. And the people who have talent, they get an get an additional factor multiplied to that. For example, output equals two times yeah. efforts times time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And I think what's important, what you what you said, uh, kind of in the beginning, is that it obviously depends on what we're looking at because it's something like instruments. There are those child prodigies that in the beginning don't really have to put any effort into that they are just amazing piano mm. players or whatever <laughs> and started out at two years of age their chinese parents forced yeah. them into learning the piano exactly. with a whip <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um. yo there are those kinds of people but i think it's also important i know man it's hard for me to to think about talent in a way that it's necessarily a lifelong companion let's say because i think mm -hmm. there are some domains or industries or you know things you can be good at where talent really is just a head start and you come to a point where mm -hmm. your talent just doesn't take you any further and i think let's take the example of piano playing if you just rely on your talent and uh, for the first 10 years let's say and you don't learn any correct sight reading you don't learn to read sheet music or to write it, um, you only play by hearing or whatever. You don't mm -hmm. have any scan understanding of like I don't know of music history and chord progressions and all that. After ten years, you're gonna be quite fucked when you, when you <laughs> hit the wall because you don't actually have an understanding of how the things work. Yeah. And then you have to kind of relearn all that stuff that you've missed in those 10 years. You're Whereas kind of someone... calling me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling myself out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But if there's someone who starts learning the piano, for example, and may not be that naturally talented at it, then he's going to be forced that from the beginning he has to learn sheet music and sight mm -hmm. reading and chord progressions and all that. And after 10 years of hard work and discipline and all that, he's going to be probably way ahead of you in that regard. And you're going to take the next few years to relearn all that stuff. But that other person will already be there 
and yeah. will already have you know a great understanding of that stuff. So I think, yeah, in in those cases, in those examples, talent really just seems to be more of a head start. And if you don't combine it with hard work and discipline and all that, it doesn't actually do that much. Okay. Yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. Um, if we get back to our formula again <laughs> that I just randomly came up with, like output yeah. equals talent factor times effort times time, <laughs> um, then you could also just argue, okay, that one person that just didn't put much effort into what they were doing, but their talent factor was quite high. If another person is putting more effort into it, then... Yeah, okay. The the overtaking aspect might not come into there. Then. Hmm. We, we would need to overwork that formula, I suppose, a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it exponential, <laughs> make it exponential or something. Or, yeah. Whatever. Um, let's go not get into the maths business. Um, for mm. me, at least from my experience in the whole maths and physics industry and stuff, if you're not talented in what you're doing, if you're, for example, not good in imagining yourself topological spaces and <laughs> multi-dimensional uh, problems um, and you want to be a professor or something who is good in, in that field then without talent you won't get anywhere usually i mean the people who are yeah. who are good in in that field for example are usually very weird because they only specialized into this one section where they were good at um for example um you know the millennium problems um there were I've like at the them, beginning yes. of our millennium there were of, of year 5000 or something there were seven maths problems posted um considered uh, the one of the biggest problems uh, in maths currently and the price of one million dollars was put on each of those <laughs> um yeah up until now only one of them has been solved <laughs> by a weird russian dude who given um is freaking talented only a handful of people um who took basically a year to go through his proof, which was uh, several papers long <laughs> of this math problem. Only a handful of people in the world did even could even work out whether his proof was um, true or wrong. <laughs> wow. Um, this dude, legend in maths, um, he even denied like the, the $1 million that was put on, right. the, on the problem. But yeah. on a personal, like, social level and stuff, he's he seems very much incompetent. I, I read a biography that somebody wrote about him. <laughs> he seems very incompetent there. Like, he's, I guess he's still living with his mother, and when he's living alone, he only ate bread because he didn't want to cook. <laughs> 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 like, right. you... Th my point is, you, you very much need talent to come into the top 1000 percentile uh or sure. one per whatever how, how do percentiles work out i don't know like the top 0.1 percent or something right um yeah. you very much need talent and to stand out and yeah without that you can invest as much hard effort as you want your lifetime won't be enough for you to uh to 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 kind of yeah, overtake other people there. <laughs> yeah, uh, with the true. piano example sure. you just brought up. Okay, um, I have a question <laughs> that right. we can discuss um, that I came up recently while we were talking about the topic. Now, e whenever you talk to parents or uh, other people and stuff, um, they say fucking don't waste your talent and make something out of it would you agree yeah. or <laughs> or not what do you think um with a statement you mean to yeah. tell people don't waste your talent yeah make something of yourself well 
Um, make something mm-hmm. out of that talent, uh, out of yourself. That's a given because parents always want to force their children to sure. <laughs> becoming a lawyer or yeah, <laughs> a doctor. Right, <laughs> right. Um, well, yes, I agree with that statement to some extent. But I think what's what can be dangerous, especially if you're a parent, is once you see that your child has a certain gift in in a certain domain suddenly you know many i think there are many parents who who see that and once they detect that talent in any given industry (laughs) they kind of try to force their child into a certain direction in life because Mm -hmm. they see they have the potential and they could potentially do great things uh but the child maybe doesn't even want to (laughs) has no interest in pursuing that direction and i think it's a question of just because you can or could doesn't mean you necessarily should have to just because Mm. you have a talent for playing the piano doesn't mean that you necessarily have to go and study at the conservatory and become a piano professor if that's not what you want you Mm. may be talented that's great Uh, You may have a natural inclination to music and maybe understand it better than other people. That's amazing. But if you don't want to do that (laughs) for the rest of your life, uh, for a number of reasons, for example, okay, I can, I could actually take myself here as an example. To some extent, I'm obviously not a child prodigy, (laughs) but um, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But just as an example, I, I don't know. A year and a half ago, I actually considered like going into like the musical direction and all that because mm. exactly for that reason, I saw, okay, I have a certain talent. I've spent like 12 years of my life or even more uh, to play the piano and all that. Why waste it suddenly and go into another direction? Yeah. But... And then I, COVID I came around and you saw how music industry <laughs> and the whole cultural well, industry got fucked. And then you said you said to yourself, I want the money, bitches. Leave me alone. I do something. <laughs> I do something right. that's respected by our culture and actually paid. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, like becoming a nurse. Uh, yeah, that, that's part of the reason. That's that's part of the reason. I'm I'm not, let's say, my love for music or playing the piano is not so big as as to me being willing to suffer for for it necessarily in the sense of i'm not one of those people who say oh i I don't care about money i don't care about status i don't care about anything i don't care if i can provide for my family one day i just love playing the piano so much i'm absolutely um i'm absolutely okay with suffering for the next 40 years or whatever that's just not the level of uh, love I have for that. Uh, that's where the love stops. <laughs> for me, for uh, me, it's important or not important, but it's important that I can provide for my family one day, that I can be financially stable and secure, um, and that I can do something that's actually meaningful and that's bigger than being a piano teacher. Um, that's just you know, I don't see myself being a piano teacher and going to the music school every day and teaching children how to play a scale. That's just <laughs> not where I see myself. <laughs> and I think I would be miserable quite early on. So, yeah, I may have had or have a talent for it and I may have a natural inclination for it, but it doesn't mean that I must necessarily follow that path if I realize that's not what I actually want. So to answer your question finally, God, why am I rambling so much today? Well, <laughs> to answer your question finally, um, <laughs> parents who say you, know, you have the talent, make something of it. Yes, I, I completely get it. I would probably say the same thing if I was a parent, sure. But also realize that you know, talent is not something that your child can control, just like IQ. It's not something that your child can control and choose. And therefore, forcing them to do something that just happened to be doesn't seem like a wise choice. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I agree because yeah, I have a very similar viewpoint um, on that one. Um, your child should only <laughs> want to make the talent uh, its its profession. Uh, 
if they think that this will make a happy life for them. Um, yeah. As an example from uh, an acquaintance of myself from one year ago when we were still in school, um, she was very good at maths, competed at national competitions and damn, <laughs> fuck she was good <laughs> by the way greetings if you if you know that i'm referring to you right now <laughs> and when it came to like choosing choosing her studies and stuff she actively decided against studying maths and i think she took something with uh, something biological or something <laughs> right and so many people, or at least from my class, what I noticed was they were like, damn, you're wasting your talent. What, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and I just thought, okay, but what if it's what she wants to do? What if she has enough of maths from the past 10 years in school <laughs> where we, she was competing at whatever? Um, if she just doesn't want to do it, then sure. I guess it's a waste of talent, but <laughs> if that makes her more happy than actually using her talent, then yeah, go ahead, I suppose. Um, with the parents forcing stuff on their child, it's kind of like uh, making up another topic here right now. It's kind of like parents are not are, are seeing their children as more or less of a tool. <laughs> Um, maybe yeah. projecting their own own wishes and stuff from back in the days where they couldn't fulfill their talents because of stupid social norms and stuff. Um, maybe, yeah. or maybe because they just want to be seen as good parents and all that social stuff connected to it. And parents, oftentimes in my in my experience, they don't see their child as as a normal conversation partner, as a more or less an, uh, an adult. They are not talking with them on an um, more or less equal level, they are always seeing them as something below them, <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously true in experience and stuff. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take your child seriously when it comes to their of course wishes. Yeah. And that is, by the way, one hundred percent verified advice by me, who has ten children already and <laughs> is very experienced about the topic of bringing up a child, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At least I think that's my, a big issue there. I I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I see that oftentimes that parents, uh, exactly as you said, they kind of project their childhood wishes on the children, and if the I don't know if the mother wanted or always wanted to become a doctor or whatever, uh, but didn't manage to do that for whatever reasons. And then sees that her daughter has a natural inclination towards natural sciences or whatever. Then yeah, she's probably gonna try everything to kind of, kind of set her up for that direction and mm. to fulfill her dream through her child, basically. <laughs> Which you know is understandable, and we're humans, and maybe one day who knows we're gonna get into a similar position, but. Mm. Again, it's it's not a wise choice. It it never is. Funny thing is, things oftentimes work out the exact opposite way because you make your children hate the exact thing you want them to get into because you yeah. don't leave them any freedom and stuff and they rebellious as they are, those <laughs> teenagers <laughs> want to just escape right. from that one. Okay. Well, not only that, but, but just think of, of the people who've done that let's say i take the example of medicine because it just seems like such a <laughs> such a good example to take um of people who have only studied medicine because their parents told them so whatever and then when they're 45 they realize man i'm miserable i hate my job i never wanted to do that in the first place but now they're stuck right because when you've mm -hmm. studied medicine and you've done an additional five to six years of training and all that and now you're a doctor at the hospital it and you're 45 just to become a doctor exactly <laughs> and you're 45 you're 50 you have a family children a house a car a dog whatever you can just quit. and yeah and, and probably a lot of um debt <laughs> yeah student loan debt 
<laughs> for sure. So yeah, it's a, a pretty shitty place to be. You may think that you make your parents proud or whatever in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to be miserable and depressed. And then you're going to hate your parents because you feel like they forced you into doing that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other problem I see with parenting or in general in social interactions when it comes to talent, um, when people see that someone is good at something, like playing the piano, like a prodigy like you are, <laughs> um, sure. or if somebody is good in school, um, they automatically assume that, okay, that is because of talent, that they just, just reduce their person to um, some yeah. talent and completely ignore any effort or something that was probably put into the thing. Um, or uh, as an example, also the whole entrepreneur industry and stuff, when somebody sees a rich person and they say like, oh, damn, I wish I was there. Um, they're completely ignoring all the effort that went to the, into that because those people, while you were partying on the beach and something or, what, <laughs> or with your homies in the local pub, The other person was working until 12 uh, a.m. Uh, or no, 12 p.m. in the night. <laughs> um, yeah. 18 hours a day while you were uh, amusing yourself. And I think many people are just ignoring that effort aspect and are reducing others to talent and stuff. Have you ever come along um, such an experience like, oh yeah, Yasin, you're so talented and... It's so wonderful yeah. how quickly you can pick up all those things and must be so easy yeah. for you. <laughs> and they ignored the 10 years of work you put into it already. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And not only when it comes to like playing the instruments, also when it comes to schoolwork and all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, many people consider it, yeah, I, it's just a natural thing to me. And I just, just read it flew once into my mind. And it's exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it wasn't like that at all. I struggled a lot. I kind of found out how I, how I learn and how I work best and how I apply study techniques and all that. Mm. And, you know, a lot of research, a lot, a lot of reading articles and finding <laughs> YouTube videos about active recall and space repetition and how to study efficiently and all that there was just a lot of effort put into it and then when people tell you oh you know you don't have to study anyways because you you just yeah. gonna get the max grades uh, <laughs> just like that i'm like no man you have no idea how much i prepared and worked yeah. hard to come to this place to be able to do that quicker than maybe other people so same same happened to me and i almost I don't know. Nowadays, I almost see it as an offense when somebody talks like yeah. that to me. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, they're just assuming that it's it's not my work and not my effort that brought me where I am. It, they just assume it's my natural uh, inclination to that topic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's as you said, it's quite yeah. <laughs> sometimes it makes me quite angry and actually when when i was younger and uh especially when it came to to like girls and uh, <laughs> romantic relationships or whatever oh, and i felt like no. <laughs> those those people those girls for example only liked me because of my piano skills or whatever because it it is very attractive often, in that age i think yeah yeah i mean sure but At that age, it also annoyed the fuck out of me because I thought, <laughs> yo, seriously, that's that's basically the only thing you like about me or what? Like, yeah, that's you, the only thing. Whenever somebody me. gets reduced to some a niche aspect of their personality, of their life, that's, yeah. I don't know, it's always, I, I could always consider it as, a, as, as an offense. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, words. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't exactly get offended, but I was just, yeah, I, I was just kind of... <laughs> yeah and annoyed yeah, because that's more or less man, being offended right i don't know okay yeah. offended is maybe a step above that where you are like yeah. a conspiracy theorist <laughs> <laughs> getting offended <laughs> by people talking about i don't know sure. around earth <laughs> yeah exactly no but sure it was annoying and it sometimes still is sometimes it's hard to figure out okay do people actually like me or is it just uh, one aspect about my life that they maybe value or they find interesting and that's basically all they see about me mm. and yeah it's yeah it's annoying 
Det kan vi vel ændre, ikke? Ja. How is it for you, though? Was it... Has it has it all because I know for you probably it was um when it came to kind of academic success uh, <laughs> it always was like oh yeah Elias he doesn't have to study he's a genius um he oh, just to read, be honest like the last two years of school can... I studied quite a lot maybe too much even <laughs> um, sure but was it like a common thing that happened to you people um, kind of telling you oh yeah you don't have to study anyways I mean. Okay, from my family side, it wasn't usually framed in that exact way, but they were also like, damn, you got so much uh, talent up in your head there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. They weren't explicitly just reducing it to talent, but they were all were also not exactly doing the opposite <laughs> of, yeah. Right being proud of my efforts and stuff um from school side it's always like um the people who got, get bad grades that are kind of ranting about you um because oh yeah that dude he didn't learn at all and he got uh, uh, the best grade a plus <laughs> um yeah. Whereas I, the the poor, poor guy here, I, I was learning the whole day, one day before the exam, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and right. only get a, get, get a C minus. <laughs> and they kind of always want to make you feel guilty about yeah. your skill there or your talent or whatever, uh, or, or your effort and are completely, are completely ignoring actually what time you put into that and what dedication you put into that because um at least for me in school it was always uh, more or less a constant dedication to the topic from class five on like in every uh, in every subject that kind of made me understand the the basics for example fifth grade also still in sixth grade because um I, I supposedly learned enough <laughs> to to uh, to let it stick in my mind, and whereas others might have just begun learning the day before the exam, and they forgot the basics quick enough, and they didn't yeah. constantly apply themselves to every subject. I mean, that's also difficult. It's very demanding to ask from a child to apply themselves to every subject, but sure. Um, if you're just referring to the short-term effort of learning to the exam, then okay, it might be true that I invested less time, but um, the overall effort of the constant dedication of over 12 years or so <laughs> in school, exactly. that gets ignored there. And that's what they are missing out about, I suppose, when they're yeah. ranting about you getting good grades. <laughs> yeah. A long yeah. monologue about <laughs> that topic. <laughs> No, but I think it's just really interesting. And I think for many, well, I, I would guess, I have no idea. For many, like, top students, it's it's kind of similar. I mean, a lot of them are just, you can, you can tell they're really, really smart. Mm. Uh, probably have a well above average IQ, probably yeah. 130 plus. Oh, they just learn. Um, Nobody knows that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, they, they just learn that they're more disciplined than others and mm. kind of always put, those extra steps in where the, fu the funny thing great. is i think we value people who have the natural talent of being good more than people who are learning yeah. all day to get there yeah that's for sure i don't we we had a discussion in pride to remember about kind of we were talking about the kind of discrimination and equality and all that and i was kind of taking the analogy of having a deck of cards yeah. at the beginning of your life that's kind of how i see talent and iq for example those are mm. things you you cannot really control as a child you don't choose to have those things necessarily yes. um and therefore when you have those cards you have done nothing to get them it's not a result of your efforts or of your focus you're just born with it and if you're born with it great you have amazing potential you can you can change something in the world. You can improve the life of other people. That's amazing. But people also have to understand that 
their IQ and their talent is not a result of efforts made necessarily. Whatever they do afterwards, that's the result of what they did with those mm. cards, let's say. But yeah, I, I just feel like, as you said, those things that you can don't really have control over are valued way, way too much. And people people see that and say, well, you're, oh my God, you're so smart. You have an IQ of 145 or whatever. I mean, yeah, cool, great, but show me what have you actually done. <laughs> yeah. Because if you have an IQ of 145, but you sit on your couch the entire day, then you, you're not any better than any other person who sits on the couch mm. every day. <laughs> just, you, just because you have an IQ yeah, of 145. No, no, you forget. I'm sitting on my couch more intelligently than others. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't, don't you get the atmosphere when you see me sitting on my couch? <laughs> very intellectual for sure yeah I, I but you get what i mean right? yeah I, I get what you mean and i think it's very stupid to have it as a requirement that you have a good iq test to get into a top university or something or yeah even for some managerial position it's required by a company to do a test of how well suited you are to do an iq test <laughs> yeah um yeah and i i'm not in favor of that and also, even though my IQ might be high, I don't know. I have never done an IQ test <laughs> because yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in favor of assessing a person's worth by just one standard and reducing it to that one. Exactly. Yeah, I'm probably never going to do one. <laughs> I, just, I, really I also don't, don't want, want to know, know my result, actually, because... <laughs> I actually think that my result w would be quite a bit lower than than i would like it to be <laughs> yeah that's what i <laughs> fear also I, I don't know and therefore i want to live in illusion i don't want to exactly, <laughs> exactly <so. laughs> it would <laughs> it would be i think quite destructive to to actually know it i mean potentially maybe it's great and you're oh man i'm yeah. so smart but yeah no don't, no don't really like interest. if you think about it objectively it's just another i don't know another number that gets put on you you're already used to that from school and <laughs> you of course uh, you should be resistant enough to knowing it and maybe you have just an uh, the iq of a tree or something but <laughs> <laughs> right it's I mean, still it's nice possible. to live in the illusion that it's possible <laughs> that i have a 150 iq or something <laughs> right right oh man yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 I think with IQ it's something that's so ingrained in our society sort of as being this prestigious thing that it would be hard to detach yourself from it. I yeah. think you would if grades at school those are things that can fluctuate quite a bit and you can uh, have a D and then have an A plus suddenly and all that can fluctuate and depending on your efforts and focus and all that you can change it. Um, but IQ, you don't really, you, you do the test and you have your result and it, there is probably a margin of error of like, I don't know, five points maybe, but other than that, it's not going to change. And I mm -hmm. think people, many people would feel stuck because they feel like, oh, I only have an IQ of, I don't know, 110 and therefore, uh, I'm not going to be able to study physics because I'm too stupid or whatever. It it would be kind Probably of problematic for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. There was actually an interesting uh, social experiment done on on some American YouTube channel. I forgot its name, where mm. five people of different walks of life were kind of put together, and they were first asked to kind of rank themselves um, from highest IQ to lowest IQ. Mm -hmm. And you know there were graduates of Princeton and Harvard and uh, Yale and all that, but there were all, there was also some guy who's in the military, and mm -hmm. there was some um, I think trans person who worked as a digital marketer or whatever. There were all, all kind of different people, and obviously the ones who went to kind of the prestigious schools and had like PhDs and all that, they considered themselves to be the most intelligent, and they all put the military guy. As the stupid, <laughs> as the most stupid. I have guns. I shoot. Boom, boom. <laughs> right, right. As as the person with the no, most. No, for the military, and you have to be actually they kind of skilled and stuff. 
Yeah, for sure. And the interesting part is after they kind of ranked themselves, they were asked to do an IQ test <laughs> right mm-hmm. then and there. And, you know, the guy who was the humblest, who was a graduate from Harvard and only, quote unquote, had a bachelor's degree, he had an IQ of 145. And that is the military guy had an IQ of 138 or, or something. See? So he had a higher IQ than all the other PhD students and all <laughs> that. And there was actually a girl from Yale who was like really arrogant the entire time mm-hmm. and was putting so much, Ooh. so much, um, how do I put this? She, she was boasting so much about her her being at Yale and having amazing grades. And oh. she was like, oh, yeah, I actually didn't even want to go to university. But I just figured, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, trying to get into Yale just for fun. Mm. And I got into it. That means I'm incredibly smart or whatever, you know. Yeah. And she ended up having like, like the second lowest IQ. And after <laughs> she kind of boasted about the whole <laughs> IQ thing and all that... Um, after she posted about having the whole amazing IQ thing, all that she was mm. like, "Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not that sure if the IQ actually measures anything." <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, what? "Like 20 minutes ago, you were boasting about how intelligent you are, and suddenly it doesn't measure anything." Yeah. you know, that's just a you a know bad the loser. the coolest people in science and in general are those who are humble about their achievements. Those are usually the people you want to hang out with and spend your time with because you can learn so much from them. Because they're not focused on their uh, public appearance that much. They're focused on actual um, consistency, on actual results. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what what you've been right now also referring to is a common problem also in science or more or less philosophy looking at science it's called operationalization or something if that's the translation into english um okay basically the question is is an iq test for example actually measuring the person's intelligence and their giftedness or is the iq test just measuring how well the person is um uh, how well the person is working in a test setting answering uh, a test like this where you have to figure out which words go together and <laughs> yeah. um, remembering sequences of numbers and that's also a problem uh, for example in when you physical when you define things in physics when you're measuring for example the properties of a particle is that actually like um a property that's inert to the particle or is it just how the particle behaves in that test setting (laughs) right that's difficult to put into words but also like the whole school system is the school system actually measuring how good you are in in life and or is it just measuring how well you're adapted to the school system how well you can deal with the pressure and learning and yeah (laughs) i think it's the latter i'm actually probably convinced it's the latter (laughs) yeah um that's why we often peak at high school because we <laughs> that's the only thing we train yeah. for for 12 years or so <laughs> right not in fact yeah it's well the thing the way i see not only school like also university once i'm gonna start and life in general i i just see everything as a system and therefore a kind of game which is to be played mm. and high school for me yeah <laughs> right. for me it's just it's just figuring out how to best move throughout that system or that game and increase your chances of mm. success whatever success is in that case that's like actually and therefore that's like a very common principle also in uh productivity and stuff it's like gamification you just see everything as a game right if you want to right. reduce your carbon footprint let's program an app and let's gamify it to let's include coins exactly. and high scores and <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and yeah. that's what all those productivity apps sort of mm. do you know forest kind of this yeah time I think it's management like you have thing. to stay away from your phone and your forest grows or something right yeah exactly yeah you can grow trees and then you have a nice little forest of productivity <laughs> and you feel good because you nice can i feel friends so say, productive because i have a virtual smartphone forest i didn't even do anything for it I just put away my phone <laughs> right <laughs> right 
I mean, yeah, uh, yeah but those it helps, all kind I of things. It, helps. it makes it easier. For sure. Because kind the poor trees are dying, you know, you have to hack them. You have to give love to them. Right. Right. Hey man, let's let's maybe because we're quite uh, deep into the episode, let's maybe talk about luck. Yes, because we have talked about talent and IQ so far. By the way, do we want to make luck. this a separate part of this episode, or do we want to keep it together for one and a half hours or something? I I suggest let's let's just see where luck where takes us. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can always insert a short up. disclaimer of okay, yeah, second exactly. part. <laughs> Exactly. bit behind of the scenes talk right here enjoy <laughs> hey guys future elias here we actually decided to split this episode into two parts because it took so long and we talked so much ah we really love ourselves talking here um that's why i hope you stick around f until next week f to listen to the second part of this episode where we are talking about the effects of luck um on on, on yeah on our lives on, on our achievements and I, I really love the saying that Yasin will come up with. And I think it's really worth sticking around. So I hope I have you back next week, next episode, guys. Um, until then, please subscribe, please leave a comment and enjoy the rest of your week. I mean, seriously, take a break. Enjoy the nice weather wherever you're living. And if it's not that nice of weather, just take a break. Other than that, bye bye.